carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, then we don't need them. And these roads are never easy. Put my city on the map. For those who couldn't feel me, know my city got my back. Like, you can take my hand. I'll carry you to freedom, baby. I don't think when you say that, no one knows what that is. So should we explain <laughs> what it is? When they say this meeting is being recorded. Now, for those of you, like those podcasters who Zoom, they know. But like, I noticed that the last Shot Callers episode we did, the music just plays and you're like, man, I love that sound. I'm like, no one can hear that. I do love, I will say this, I do love our theme music though. Shout out my boy Creech for the music. Yeah, Love it. No doubt. No doubt. So as, as, as we say that, I love that sound. For those of you that have, been a part of zooms or or zoom recordings like when it says this meeting is being recorded i'm like i love that sound that's 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 what what it is that's what it is yes that is what i'm referring to (laughs) um (laughs) so just to welcome everybody back here to the shot callers crew once again uh we are in the building uh i am here my man 100 grand tim daniel producer tim what's going on my brother did you use your nickname i gave you for me i did that's touche sir touche i did absolutely yeah Am um, I, 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 you going all right i'm great man i'm live from the technodrome tonight um i know i see that krang and the foot clan <laughs> got the best of me so i'm just waiting for the turtles to come get me um, there you go <laughs> but that shredder guy i'll tell you he's pretty mean man he a mean dude no doubt about it Oroku no Saki, doubt about you know? it <laughs> we probably just lost all of our listeners but do people outside of the three of us know exactly what we're talking about when i say this stuff like does oh, anyone get it absolutely okay i'm just making absolutely, sure absolutely dude the turtles the turtles are never not relevant you know what i mean tmnt is never not relevant so i agree yeah when you when you drop that yeah we're, we're gold we're good awesome and uh, yeah no doubt about it and my homie my ace buku my number one joshua odellis Varelis, Montellus, Ovazellus, Hayes, who is coming from inside the bubble, as you can see by his background. What's good, yeah, my brother? I'm, I'm in between games right now. There's nothing going on. So I figured I'd try to hop on this podcast real quick. And, uh, is that a little weight in the back on the virtual crowd? Yeah. Um, funny, funny story, you know, why you got me on here, man, is uh, I, I, I know that I talked to you guys. I was in Florida a couple weeks ago and um, I was with my kids and they were like, dad, we really want to go see the bubble. Cause they really think that there's this big bubble in Orlando that everybody's like hiding in. And like, <laughs> That's what they think it's like, so we drive over to Disney, go to wide world of sports and the park is like completely empty. There's like no one there. So um, we're sitting there and we're, you know, trying to, get into the to where wild water sports is and we keep taking all the exits and uh next thing you know i get to a point where uh we get off the exit and they're like hey it's wild water sports and i'm like nice and uh we get off the exit and i turn right and then like it's like trying to get into fort knox like there were <laughs> there were like swat and cones and like big signs that said restricted area and like make sure you have proper credentials and i was like oh man ain't nobody getting in here like this right (laughs) no this is a no-go and (laughs) for you listeners don't know ben and i have a 
a long history of being able to finagle ourselves into specific places. <laughs> I was just going to uh, say that. I'm like, you're talking to a guy that's been able to get in some pretty high-end places. You know, my, myself, you know, myself and Joshua, we've been able to finagle our way to the pretty high-end states. And for him to stay as high security in the bubble and him not be able to break it, it's a pretty high secure place, no doubt about it. I was I was about to tell the wife, like, hey, take the kids back to the hotel room for a minute. I'm gonna fit it, I'm gonna work this out real quick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, you should have just said that hey, you're a, um, a DoorDash driver. Kid out this mug, just <laughs> <laughs> right. I had to say that you were a DoorDash driver. Apparently, that's all it takes. Hey, oh yeah, exactly. You're delivering for DoorDash. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, so boys. We are going to discuss what's been going on in the bubble. Now, we're going to take a little bit of pers different perspective. Um, Tim and Sean, the 48 Minutes crew, they do an excellent job of breaking down games, and, and they've done an excellent job of keeping you up to date on who's in, who's out, uh, you know, teams to watch, players to watch. They've done an excellent job of all of that. We want to give you a little bit of different perspective here. So, what we're looking at tonight, Josh, is our top moments, top players, top games that we have seen uh, in this these last three weeks in the bubble. Um, I mean, and there have been a, 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 an assortment of guys that have been super, super, super uh, good. Um, there have been teams that have been super good. Uh, so we're going to discuss a little bit of that. Um, me being a Pacers okay. fan, I've got to bring this up. <laughs> I, oh, you bring TJ Warren. Oh, buckets. TJ Warren. I Jimmy mean, Butler? buckets. Oh, yeah, don't say that, Tim. <laughs> don't say that. I mean, he, he had an off night. He had an off night. But TJ Warren has been buckets. phenomenal in the bubble. Oh, yeah. He's been absolutely phenomenal in the bubble. Um. And we had talked about this. If you go back and listen to, to earlier podcasts, uh, we had talked about his run in Phoenix where he was just starting to come out of his shell uh, and become a scorer and do those shell. things. Turtles, just, get he, it? <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he had just started, yeah, he had just started to come out of his shell as far as being a scorer and, and, and somebody could have an impact on the game. Um, before the Before the break, you know, of course – uh, he was a part of that, but more or less it was my, my Malcolm Brogdon. Oladipo came back. So it was those guys that had kind of gotten our offense going. But, man, we got that break, and Warren came back, and he just put the team on his back. Um, I thought I saw he is averaging 35.6 points a game in the bubble. Um, just a phenomenal scoring. I, I watched him the other night. Uh, um, I mean, he's just hitting shots off the pick and roll. He's hitting uh, dribble drives. He's making the right play. Uh, T.J. Warren has been absolutely phenomenal in the bubble. Um, he's got the Pacers playing their best ball. They just lost their, their first game to the Heat in the bubble. Um, and, and he didn't shoot particularly well, didn't play particularly well. Um, he only took, I think, two shots in the second half. Um, that, that, I guess that probably speaks to Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler's uh, that dude. I mean, he's just a phenomenal defender. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, Butler was on him. Uh, but but uh, T.J. Warren has been absolutely lights out those first six games in the bubble. Um, I, he's he has put on an absolute show. And for, for me as a Pacers fan, 
Uh, it has been really fun to watch uh, because not only that, but they're just playing really good basketball and getting a lot of good plays and got a good things out of their different role players. Uh, Aaron Holiday has stepped up and played well. Old Depot's kind of looking like himself again at some point. Um, you know, Malcolm Brogdon has been phenomenal. Um, TJ McConnell actually has given us big minutes. So it's been fun to see. But the, for me, my number one, uh, TJ Warren in the bubble, rocking that one, Indiana Pacers style. To me, that's been one of my top moments. Yeah. Um, I think, go ahead, I'm sorry, Josh. Kim. Oh, nothing. Um, I was going to say my top moment so far. Uh, I'm not going to specifically talk about players. I have two. But um, I wanted to touch on Luca's triple-double performance against the Bucks, Ooh. And um, yes. I, I, I want to say that, like, early on when we started talking about the NBA before the season started, you know, um, we were halfway through the season, and I said Luca looks like the guy that could be the one that takes the torch from LeBron and carry it for the next 12 to 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy. But I tell you what, for – what is he, 21? Has he just turned 21? 21. Yeah. Yep, 21 he, years he has, old, man. He has the brightest basketball IQ, the most brilliant mind I've seen in a long time. And um, I really think that that game, specifically being against the Bucks and being against, uh, you know, the who I think is going to end up winning the MVP and Giannis, and like he put he put the team on his back, and I want to say mm-hmm. he was 36, 36, 14, and nineteen. Yeah, like that's nuts, that's yeah. Ins- that's insane. Yeah. Not to mention yeah. the pass he makes in crunch time between like yes. Gian- yeah. Oh my god. Oh, how yeah. many people we can talking, make that pass like ever? Like, but we were talking uh, Ben and I, and, and we, or we were all talking to Dutch, and I just said like the way that the guy can like change his pace in the game. And, like, get the spots on the floor that nobody can get to. And then, like you said, he makes passes at crunch time. That I, I am so amazed at this guy at such a young age. And I, I've, I've always said um, – I had this conversation the other day. I think that he is a better skilled basketball player at 21 than what LeBron was. He's, he may not be better overall. Like, he doesn't have the physical ability. He's not big and strong and fast. But when you look at his basketball mindset, like mm-hmm. the shooting, the passing, um, he's a little bit ahead of the curve. And if he can build on that, I mean, we're talking about a guy that could probably end up being top 10 all time if he stays healthy and he plays at this pace the rest of his career. Obviously, he's got to win a couple championships. He's got to do get a couple MVPs and some things like that. But um, I've, I've waited for him to fall off, <laughs> and it's still yeah. not happened yet. And it hasn't happened Yeah. And I know we were we were texting earlier today. To me, Luca, his ability to go from facilitator to scorer. I mean, it, it, I mean, he knows when to facilitate. I mean, the guy had 19 assists. He goes from facilitator to scorer so seamlessly. Like it, it's it's just crazy to me. Um, that he has that kind of ability at 21 years old, man. I mean, it's, he, he is scary. He is very scary. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick, which I thought was a really cool thing, is I don't know if you guys saw the Phoenix game today. You know, all the players have been complaining about how they can't see their families and they can't leave the bubble. And, 
Phoenix did something that was kind of cool where they had their family introduce them in the starting line. I did today. see I that. That, that was, was cool. I, I thought that. that was fantastic. And like the players yeah. were shocked. Like they were all smiling and like, holy crap, how did this happen? And yeah. um, I, I watched it and I was like, man, that was a cool touch right there. I mean, you know, they know they can't get out of here. They know they can't go see their family. They know that some people can't come in and see them. So they tried to make it as, as friendly, family friendly as possible for their for their families to be there with them. So I thought that was kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, it, it, that was really cool to see. That was really cool to see. Um, another another a bright spot for me is the guy in my background. <laughs> you can see him there. Dame Lillard. Tonight, he put Portland on his back, as he usually does, and he scored 61 points. I believe locking up the eighth seed. I know we were having a discussion about this before, if it's truly locked up or not. But 61 points in a playoff deciding to get you into the playoffs. Uh, he had 51 the other night. Dame Dollar in Dame time, to me, has one been another one of the bright spots of the bubble. Now, the other thing that goes with that, is all the smoke he draws. I don't know. I don't know why everybody wants to smoke with him, but Tim, you brought up a good point. He's so used to knocking people out of playoffs that everybody wants to smoke. Yeah. So for for me, Dame Lillard has been phenomenal. And I can't understand why. You know, I do understand why, but I don't, but everybody seems to want beef with him. And he continually puts people in bad spots, you know. I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, to me, uh, what was that? I don't know. It's, it's, I, was about, I, I was about to play a song that just kind of fit the the bill well, right the there. With, Josh, <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't own the copyrights to play other people's music during our episodes yeah. without yeah, consent, we, written we, consents. <laughs> We got to get copyrights cleared on that player. Is shot making Dame really that far off from shot making Steph Curry at this point? Like, are we, is there really like a significant, I don't think there's a significant difference anymore. I, I don't think so, man. I, I, I'll say this. I watched the game tonight. Like, you know, for us East Coasters, it's hard to watch Dame Lillard play during the season because he's on the West Coast. So for me, it's usually a late night game, and I, you know, I, I try to stay up, but I go to bed, and you know, I got to get up, work in the morning, like everybody else. But to watch him play tonight, now I'll, I will say this: Dallas did a horrific job of of playing the pick and roll because they pick and rolled with Porzingis, and Porzingis might be the worst defender in the league. Like, I mean, he he's terrible. up there. He's yeah, yeah. He Trey was, Young is he the worst off. defender in the league, but he's up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was off. So, but to watch him come off screens, draw fouls on three-point shots, be able to drive and make layups as a six-foot guard, uh, floaters, mid-range, like, yeah, big shot Steph, big shot Dame. To me, I I, I mean, they're, they're six one-half dozen in the other to me. I mean – if I've got a big shot that needs to be made, like if you're giving me Damian Lillard, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I just think that like the skill set you've seen, just the growth. Um, you know, really one of the closest rookie of the year races of all time was Lord and Anthony Davis, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Like that was like he's been doing this his whole career. Is the point I'm making yeah. there? Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, like Paul George and Pat Bev, who just like they just want more smoke. Pat Bev is just like a fake tough guy because he's got all these guys behind him. So yep, I agree. You know, just like Marcus Morris, like so. Yeah, man. Like the, the skill set's obviously there. Um, yeah. For me, like one of the bigger highlights has really been like you know Josh mentioned earlier the Suns and how awesome they've been. They've won all their games in the bubble so far. But and everyone's talked about Booker, rightfully so. Booker's been fantastic. You know, like everything he's doing, all the shots he's making, that shot against the Clippers is an all timer. Um, yeah. But I want to go with the other guy on the the two guys they're banking their future on, DeAndre Ayton. Um, yes. Yes. You know, for a guy that was suspended earlier this year, and a guy who kind of had a really bit a little bit of a rough rookie year, and like we've seen the defensive ability hasn't come along just yet. He's mm-hmm. been really good in this bubble circumstance. And he was on Woj's pod this week, and he talked about, well, that whole time during the suspension, he's like, I talked to Monty every day, being Monty Williams. Yeah. He's like, you know, I watched every team, learned every team, what every team does. He's like, so when we got down here, he's like, you guys put me in a bad situation for the NBA. He's like, you guys, you put me in a situation where the only thing I can focus on is basketball. And you're seeing it pay off. Like, he's been excellent. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cam Johnson's also been good for the Suns throughout this throughout this. I know like I still hate that draft pick because you don't take yeah. a 25 year old with the seventh with the ninth pick in the draft. You just don't. Yeah. Uh, unless it's Buddy Heald. That's the exception to the rule, obviously. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think Aiton's been spectacular. And I think that it's something where there's been so many good performances in the bubble that it almost feels like mm. he's kind of been forgotten about, especially with his own teammate just being outstanding. Um, yeah. hitting logo threes and you know hitting game winners and you know yep. becoming a meme in the bubble but like yeah i felt like eight need to be mentioned and highlight for me was definitely that kyle kuzma shot because oh yes you know first off the ato the frank vogel runs you see as soon as pj dozier misses the shot uh vogel's already called the timeout he's already got the clipboard he's writing everything down and you know you even hear like Kevin Harlan and uh, talking about it where he's like, well, you know, they're probably running this play for LeBron and AD. And the fact that they lose LeBron, like the, the, not, Kuzma sets the screen for Davis and gets the shot over Bull Bull. Just like yep. an excellent play call. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we were, tw- we were, yeah, we were texting about that earlier. The way that he ran LeBron across the, across yeah, the court, genius. which draws eyes to LeBron. And then for him to run a screen to screener play for him to pop out. For that shot, I mean Kuzma. I mean that was that was definitely not. I mean that was definitely not what the, the what the Denver was thinking. Yeah, um, for him it's to like, pop back behind there. I mean that that's that was a beautiful, beautiful drawn up play. Yeah, it's like doubling Chad Johnson, leaving TJ Hushman's out open. You know, it's like right. Yep. I yeah, had to get it, my it, one. It was a, I don't have many. I I, I got you. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was definitely a beautiful drawn up play. Uh, Kuzma hit a big shot. I'll tell you this: if Kuzma can play like that consistently, like if he becomes that third guy with the other side pieces that they picked up that that could possibly help them in big time moments, um, like towards the down the stretch of that game, Danny Green hit some big shots. Um, if he can be that third guy, man, the, the Lakers are going to be a problem. I'm telling you. 
because Kuzma, Kuzma in the bubble has been really good. He has gonna, been. He's uh, played really good defense too. I'm yeah. gonna play devil's advocate here with Dame, and I was I was telling I was telling them guys uh, some guys earlier that Skip Bayless, you know him and Damian Lillard's been kind of going back and forth here on Twitter, and um, they they actually had a legit phone conversation, and Skip brought up some good points about Damian Lillard when the games are actually on the line. So Damian Lillard's never been out of the conference finals, correct? They went to the conference finals last year. So they went there. I said they've never been out. So he's never been to the finals. So biggest stage of his career, conference finals against the defending, you know, world champs, the Golden State Warriors. Mm -hmm. And he talked about Lillard's stats in that series. So they got swept. And they said every game that they played that the, the, the um, Trailblazers were in it in the fourth quarter. And actually game four, he had said that the Trailblazers were up eight going into that series without Kevin Durant on the floor. They said Lillard's stats were eight of 26 from the field, which is 31% in the series in the fourth quarter. And he shot five of 17 from the three-point line, which is 29%. And he was his plus-minus was minus 30 on the floor. So Skip's point was, like, yeah, you made some big shots here and there. He's like, but when it came down to actual crunch time, like, where was Damian Lillard at? And they said, he basically said he didn't show up in that series. Like, they needed him the most in that series, and he didn't show up. So yeah. I was like, wow. Like, that actually says speaks kind of volumes to me when you talk about, like, that's the biggest moment of his career up to this point, and he didn't show up. So, yeah, he knocks down big shots. He, yeah. um, he's hit some huge shots. I mean, he's hit go-homer. Like, he's hit some home run, like, send people home in the playoff shots at the buzzer. But, you know, for him to be a consistent, like, hey, I know you can put 60 up any given night. I know you can put 50 up any given night. But, like, when they get into the playoffs and they need him to be that guy, like, can he actually be that guy? Yeah, I think I think that's a value. I think that's a valid point. Um, I mean, think about it. The other night against the Clippers, the other night against the Clippers, the team that he talks the most smack to, he missed two free throws at the end of the game, and then had a chance to win it with a three and missed the three too. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, definitely valid points for sure. Um, I I think that I think that all those yeah I think that's definitely. Um, it's definitely is Achilles. I mean, it's Achilles Hill if you see it. Um, all those people that are talking about the Portland Trailblazers are a bad matchup for the Lakers. Um, I don't. I personally don't see that. Um, I, that's what I said that to you earlier. I was like, uh, yeah. I don't know where I don't know where they see this at, but uh, I know okay. it's like I understand that they have Dave Lillard, but like I said this last week, I understand C.J. McCollum shoots thirty nine percent from three. But I'm so tired of people acting like he's like this superstar, amazing basketball player. I'm like, no, he's an awesome shooter, and there's no doubt about it. He's a great basketball are we, player. But are we like, gonna see? Are we gonna see 2012 Olympic mellow? I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like when they like when they have a when they have Anthony Davis on the block and Mello switches over onto him, like the Lakers are like barbecue chicken, man. Like, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I definitely don't. I don't see. I don't see that being a good result for for Portland. But um, the Lakers don't have Avery Bradley, guys. Didn't you know with his negative point four box plus minus? Oh, uh, 
Well, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. That's and they don't have Rajon Rondo, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm telling you this. At the beginning of the season, before all this craziness happened, I picked the Clippers to win the whole thing. I'm staying with my pick. That was going to be my next question. Uh, I'm after, staying with my after pick. We've been in the, after, I was going to say, after we've been in the bubble um, and we start these, these playoffs, is everybody staying the same? Uh, on who you think will come out as uh, the NBA champions? Yep, I think we I think we all said either Lakers or Clippers. So, I, I, so we don't we still don't feel like the Bucks have enough. I don't. Um, there's a lot to be said about trusting George Hill when you know an NBA championship. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Like yep. those guys I, are big, long. Defensively, they get at it, but like I just don't see the Bucks having enough firepower offensively. Like if it gets to um, a where a shootout, like can the Bucks shoot out with the Lakers? Can the Bucks shoot out with the Clippers? I, I yeah, yeah, because you know you can't play Kyle Korver thirty five minutes when you guys need to win games. Like it just it doesn't. Right. This isn't two thousand eight. Go that way. Yeah, right. like. And, like, I get why Josh, like, Josh and I had this conversation the other day, and, like, I understand why people pick the Clippers. On paper, there's no doubt about it. They're the deepest team. Like, skill set-wise, so many dudes mm-hmm. that can knock the ball down. But, like, and, but Josh has been at the point of, like, they haven't found their stride yet. And I get that. But also to play devil's advocate, you can't find your stride right before the playoffs. This isn't, right. you know, the New York Knicks being an 8-seed, being the Miami Heat, and going to the NBA championship to play the Spurs. Were they an 8-seed or a 6-seed? Regardless, it doesn't matter. But – like, it just doesn't work that way anymore. So, do yeah. I think they're going to play in the Western Conference Finals? Yes. Would I be shocked if the Clippers won the title? Not at all. Their skill set is obviously, like I said, leaps and bounds. It's just, when it comes to a best of seven, they're built to beat LeBron. It's, okay, when the Lakers put JaVale McGee out there, who I know hasn't been great, next to Anthony Davis, when they're going against Ivica Zubac and Montrezl Harrell, who's been awesome, who's yeah. going to win six man of the year. I just think that size, like the Lakers are going to play that like beat up basketball. And I think that's the only reason I picked them. But again, like I said, if one of those three teams, any of those three teams win the title, not shocked at yeah. all. Like, I don't think the Bucks have enough, but we've seen what happens when Giannis is like, no guys, I'm the best player on the court. He has yeah. that tendency to just like not let his team lose. And he's done that all year. Um, yeah. It's, we it's pretty scary. I mean, they it's, were, it's pretty I mean, scary. Yeah. Yeah. The other night, we were, they were down to the heat by like 20. Yeah. I mean, and literally within half of the third quarter, that game was within two. I mean, it was just that quick. They, I mean, they turned the switch. Giannis turned it on. Uh, Middleton hit a couple big shots. Bledsoe hit a shot. Like, like, all these guys are hitting shots. And then before you knew it, it was a two-point game. They wound up winning the game by 15. And then everybody's like, hold on, the heat were winning that game by 20. Like, I mean, they were winning by 20 comfortably. And then all yeah. of a sudden, the Bucks were like, uh, it got the halftime. Bucks were like, all right, well, I guess we'll just play now. And it was it. Like, like it Ball was game. over. Yeah. Was I wrap. feel like we're doing a disservice to the Raptors if we're not counting them. I, I was going to ask you that. I was yeah. going to ask you that. Do you think the Raptors can, can get, could get by the Bucks? Like, do you yes. think that that's a possibility? I do, too. I, I, do too. I like that Raptors team, man. I like that Raptors team a lot. They're getting money out of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson right now. Yes. Would you, yeah. Like, yep. You know what I mean? So it's like all those guys have bought in. I think Nick Nurse is the best coach in the NBA. Oh, um, man. So underrated, you guys, though. You guys so know what's funny? Is I, was, 
I was going to hold that Raptors thought to the to the very end, and and you guys brought it up first. And I mean, every game that team is so fundamentally sound, so they good. Make, they mm-hmm. they play ultimate team basketball. They make the right pass. They 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 run their offense to perfection. Um, it's almost like they lost Kawhi and didn't skip a beat. Like they're just yeah. like we were good with him. We're good without him. Like we're still a good championship team. Like. Who cares that we don't have Kawhi or we don't have DeMar or we don't have whoever? They're like, we're still out here balling. And they right. took it to the Lake. They took it to the Lakers. They've taken it to everybody so far. Yeah, yeah. the only team they that got the, the best of was the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics yeah. were the only team that got the best of them. And you know what? That just might be a matchup issue right there with the Celtics. Agreed. And like, the Raptors are like, maybe we don't want to play the Celtics. Like, it's a bad matchup for us. I think the Celtics are a bad matchup for just about every team. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Like uh, those top three East teams, like look at me wrong. Do I think the Bucks will win the East? Absolutely. But those other two teams, I really think could really make a case that they could win it. I don't know if the Celtics are necessarily ready, but could yeah, I see them pull? Yeah. Could I see them being the 07 Cavs where they sneak in four wins? Like totally. Yeah. I yeah. tell you what, that Celtics, that Celtics team pretty much goes when Hayward is playing. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right about that, Josh. Absolutely. Daniel Tice, Tatum, too. Like, he's been great. Tatum's going to be a superstar. He's not – He. I think next year we might see him ascend to that top level. He, he's that good. Dude, I, he's that, I like, yeah, he's that and good. I, and I like Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown, to me, has, has been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal oh, yeah. in the bubble. That's a, that's, a, that's a solid ball club there. They're well coached. Um, yeah, you're right. There's th- It's like there's three teams in the – in the West, and there's three teams in the East. I don't think they have enough this year, but I tell you what, years to come down the road, if the Nuggets keep their core together. Oh, gosh. That was going to be team, one of mine, dude. That Nuggets core. Oh, my God. Guys, dude. Oh, 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 oh. Not buying it. You say you're really? not buying it? Nope. Why? Why do you guys trust Jamal Murray? What has he done to make you trust him? I tell what, you what, Jamal I trust – I trust what I've seen out of Michael Porter Jr. so far if he's healthy. And Bo Bo? I love Bo Bo. Love Bo Bo. Love Jokic. But like – Barton? That, they just got a bunch of really good ball players. Oh, no, you're right. They do. I agree with that. But like putting that core together, like you say that's a long-term thing, those guys haven't like done anything together that makes you think like, oh, yeah, they're great. You know what I mean? Like – I I just I don't know. I've never loved Jamal Murray. Like for everyone's like he's a right. sniper. He's an effective shooter. I'm like he shoots thirty three percent from three. Sniper still shoots thirty three percent. I hundred percent agree with you on that. Yep, I hundred percent agree with you. I, I am not a fan of Murray, but I but I I think Michael Porter Jr. is gonna is will be a a stud, and I think that once Bowl Bowl gets more incorporated into that offense, I I just think that those two will take. A lot of the pressure off of Murray, where they don't, where they won't have to rely on him. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't have any faith in Jamal Murray. I, I, I mean, I think he's a decent shooter, but, but I don't have any faith in him leading a team. I, I agree with you on that. I just think that those between Jokic, Bol Bol, and Porter, like I like those three. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, it's might be he'd hold to that pick right now, and they don't trade that pick to the Nuggets in the second round last year, and they have Bol Bol right now. We're talking about Bull Bull and Bam Adebayo as a combo. It's yes. like, are those dudes that's unstoppable? Da- yeah. You know, yeah, like. That's, that's, that's dangerous. They're, that team is like, they're like a legit, like, eight, nine player rotation deep where those guys could probably start with, like, 
I mean, you got Gary Harris and you got Millsap, um, you know, Bobo, like you said, Barton. Those, I mean, they're deep. They are deep. You know, yeah. Plumley comes in and gives them good minutes. And, you know, there's a couple, like you said, I'm, I'm not sold on Jamal Murray either. Uh, I know he had a couple super huge games at Kentucky. I say but, you're um, we expect you to say that. What's that? I said you're a Louisville fan. We expect you to say that about a Kentucky. Yeah, fan. but I tell you what, <laughs> and, and I think Ben will even tell you this. I was sold on Devin Booker the moment he stepped on the floor oh, in Kentucky, and I've never. God, I've, yeah, I've, I've said he he's yeah. probably my favorite player to come out of Kentucky in the last, uh, other than Anthony Davis. I, and I said it. I said Kentucky should have got that guy the ball more when he was in college, and I knew he was going to be a superstar when he stepped into the league. I saw it. I, I could just see yeah. it on the floor. My all-time favorite Kentucky, I will always be Mashburn. As much as oh, I love yeah. all these new dudes, Mashburn's always going to be the guy to be. Mashburn was a, was, a, was, a, was a dog. Yes, he was. But, yeah, um, so we got basically Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks is what we're looking at. So, okay, this is what I mean by the Nuggets here. Like, I don't think you guys have bad points at all. But do you really trust that team more than you trust Houston or Oklahoma City right now? No. I, 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 I don't trust this. Oklahoma City. I do trust Houston. Yeah, like this small ball thing that we all make fun of is working. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's doing what they want it to do. I mean, so, but I, you know, OKC's I young. Say, oh, they're, like young and then they, they're young and then Chris Paul. Chris Paul hasn't been bad in the playoffs, so he's just been hurt. Like everyone likes, it's like, yeah. well, he can't win the big one. I'm like, bro, he's hurt by game four every play every playoff series. So like, um, I I yeah. do want to throw out there. I know there'll be a lot of people that, that don't don't agree with this. I think that James Harden offensively is the best player in the bubble, and I yeah. don't even think it's close. Oh, I, I yeah, don't care. I, yeah. I don't care about his shooting percentage. I'm I'm watching how this guy. Well, he shot I, well in the a, bubble. He has, he has shot really well in the bubble. Um, Absolutely. But I, I, I've gained a new respect for him watching him, his ball handling skills, get himself to the basket and get himself open. I am in awe of how offensively gifted this guy is and how well he can shoot and get himself open. It, it's ridiculous. It's scary. It is super scary. Yeah. It's weird because yeah, he's, he's not super athletic. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just, like, makes it happen. Yeah, he, he is um... – Josh, I, I looked at that the other day. I was sitting there watching them play. And and the way he uses his dribble to get the spots on the Whew. floor is is I, I don't I don't know if there's been anybody else. Um the closest thing that comes to mind to me is Isaiah Thomas. Um uh, not not Boston Celtics Isaiah Thomas, like the real right. Isaiah we Thomas. <laughs> we got the you, real man. Isaiah Thomas. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the real Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, not not. <laughs> is, that, is, is that is that name verified? Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, the Isaiah real. Thomas, the real the real Isaiah Thomas. But as far as being able to get to spots um, with your dribble, um, like hard, the way he's able to do it, and it's funny too because he always ends up going left, left. And everybody knows he's left-handed, but he can still use his dribble to set up his dribble drive, his, his the pick and roll, the screen, like he and he always gets to his strong hand, and and that's I mean that's kudos to him because most people 
aren't are are told not to do that. Uh, but he is still able to do it with his dribble. And he's so offensively gifted that you can't play up on him because he can drive by you, but you can't play off because he can hit shots. I mean, so it, 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 like his, his offensive ability, when he is playing efficient basketball, like, it, yeah, he, he is a gifted scorer, no doubt about it. And yeah, he has definitely been the best scorer in the bubble. Houston. They're getting, they're getting good games Houston, yeah, Houston's yes, offense, are. I notice a lot of their offense, what they're doing lately, and, and it goes to him and Russ. Like, both of them guys get into the lane, and, and they either want to throw an oop to somebody, or they always have a guy in each corner. So, like, if they can get to the to the lane and they can't get a shot off, watch them. They always kick it to the corner, and there's a guy just standing there wide open for three. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they're knocking yeah. them down as a team. So, when they play like that, like, it's really hard to beat them. And I don't know if the size will help them or hurt them. Like you said, when they go small ball, I mean, P.J. Tucker was their tallest guy in the lineup. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how you play against the Lakers like that, but – somehow they make it work and they keep games close. So yeah, maybe, maybe they figure something out. The cool thing is it's almost like depending who's the ball handler, when they start their offense, they play like the way that they run different speeds between the two guys makes them so difficult. Cause hard, you know, he's been kind of like people say he's a ball stopper, which I know is like a joke, but he does play a little right. slower. He does kind of bring the ball up. He's so methodical. Like you said, Josh, the way he uses his handles and things like that. So he'll bring the ball down, and it's like, okay, let's get in our offense. Let's get going. And then Westbrook gets the ball, and he runs like he's freaking, like, you know, a mile a second. Yeah. You know, he's just like, all right, guys, let's get going. I'm getting to the rim or someone's getting a shot. And so it's like you have to game plan. It was possession by possession to see what you're going to do to stop those guys. Mm-hmm. And it's just so unique because I don't know if we've ever had a backcourt like that. You know what I mean? Like Michael right. Jordan and Ron Harper played the same speed. You know, Ron, Michael Jordan's obviously significantly better. But when him and Ron Harper were together, it wasn't like, I'm going to go really fast, you go really slow. You know what I mean? Like, Penny Hardaway and Nick Anderson weren't that way. Steve Nash wasn't that way with anyone. He was like, you play with me, Q Rich, we're running. Like, and so it's like to have two guys that really control the pace in different ways is so unique to the NBA, especially when you have a damn Tony seven seconds or less offense. Yeah. I mean, they're getting, they're getting good minutes right now out of, like, Jeff Green. And, Daniel House. Um, Daniel, and yep. Daniel House and Covington's kind of he he's he's contributed a little bit and Demar Car- mm-hmm. I mean it's weird how like some of these guys that you know we probably I mean Austin Rivers had a career game the other night I think he put up forty five yep. or 40, 41. 41. Um, I think what it was yeah you know I was always thinking what if they could have got back the old Cephalosha you know who was locked down defender. Um, and of course, like you said, Russell Westbrook has been playing very well. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, they could, they could, man, they could, I could see them take somebody to the yeah. limit. Yeah, I definitely think oh, they could win a game or two yeah. against the Lakers. Um, I just don't yeah. think they would beat them. Did you guys see what De'Aaron right. Fox said about Luke Walton about playing the Rockets? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my God, he sold Luke Walton out so hard. It was wonderful. So did he really dude? Yeah. So they asked him about like, what was like, what did you guys do against the Rockets? What was the game plan? He basically thought I was like, we didn't game plan for the Rockets. He basically said that Luke Walton did not give them anything <laughs> like a scouting report or anything on the Rockets. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Can we finally like look? You know, everyone's excuse why Luke Walton didn't win with the Lakers because they were young. Can we finally just get to the right. point where we can be like, he's just not that guy? He's like, just he's not just, a very good coach, right? Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. He can go be an assistant on a great team like Mike Brown did for Golden State, you know? Yep. Like he did for Yo, Golden State. Well, you know, everybody, I was going to say, oh, yeah, everybody got gassed up because he took a really, really good Golden State team when Steve Kerr was out and went like 34-2 and two or something like that. I'm like, don't get gassed up on that. Bro, the three of us could have coached that team. Right. He had three of the five best players in the world. I'm like, what are you talking about? Roll the ball out and just let him play. That's how you coach that team. Yeah. Hey, you just gotta you just gotta call a couple timeouts real quick and then let him come in and be like, hey guys, listen. All right, cool. I mean, there was the one game Steve Kerr gave Iguodala the clipboard was like, hey, call the plays. Yeah. Like that's what they were. It's like Bill Jackson. Scotty. Like you know, wave your fingers around a little bit. Throw Michael to throw Michael to ball I used to, and see what happens. I know? used to, man, I really – I promise you, I really used to think that until I watched the last dance, and then I found out how great of a coach Phil Jackson really was. Yeah. Yeah, My he lord. Does a great job. Um, yeah, he, I want, want to throw you guys a stat out there real quick. Harden and Westbrook combined average 61.7 points per game. Highest – scoring duo average in the history of the NBA. I saw that. Wow. They passed up Kobe wow. and Shaq. Wow. They're, they're dynamic, man. Um, they are. They're I was really phenomenal. worried this wasn't going to work when the trade happened. It's been great. Like, Yeah, it has been. It's if worked they out could, well. Yeah, if they could, which I don't know the money situation I don't have in front of me, if there was a way they could go get like – I know this is the name everyone throws out for trades – if the Rockets got a Zach Levine to go with those two and just had an additional guy to get buckets, like his contract's not bad. It's 19 billion for two yeah. more years, 19 million per year for two more years. Um, and you put him with those two, like just giving them a third guy to score does so much for the Rockets that it's like, they already score so much and they're playing without Eric Gordon right now, but just that additional yeah. dude that could just stretch the floor for them is going to be big for them. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, that I would, would be that would be a good move. It's a huge hypothetical, huge hypothetical. What if in today's NBA, the Rockets were able to somehow get Kevin Durant to come back to that team, and you had those three guys back <laughs> together again? Okay, three and Hugh three, <laughs> uh, where they were originally together in in Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City couldn't figure it out. No, they just didn't want to pay the tax. Which yeah, is, could, yeah. Sam Presti's one bad move. One bad. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine that Pay now, though? Tax, oh, all dude, those yeah. guys have all those guys have grown at their peak. Yeah. I bet Russ would That's be amazing. the first one to sacrifice the scoring to play point think, guard to have triple doubles all over the place. Think oh. about that, man. Think about if those guys had stayed together and developed the way they have. So, I mean, hold on, dude. Do they develop the way they have if they I don't think together? so. I mean, does Harden become Harden if 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 all three of them stay together? I think they would have won. I think they would have been successful. I just don't think those three would have became like the players we know them as now. What, I Durant think the only, close. Durant I think Durant would have been the same guy regardless. Yeah, I agree with that. I think like Durant was, you know, if you go back and watch that finals against Miami, um, I bring this up all the time. 
there's that game where Durant where West like the Heat win, but it's game four. Westbrook has forty five points in an NBA Finals game, and yeah. yeah, so like, and that didn't happen a lot for those guys. Like like Josh says, Durant's definitely that guy forever. Like he became that guy day one that he walked into Seattle. Like it just was that, one, yeah, one that of was those the, guys. That was the only good game that that Westbrook had in that whole series. Yeah, and but yeah, you're right. That's my point. Is like those guys would have sparks like that from time to time yep. together, but you know, you kind of saw it get just be a little different. And you know, it's funny in that series, everybody, you know, they blame, I'm like, Durant was like 32 points on like he was 52% incredible. shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Chris Bosch, he was interviewed on that on Bill Simmons pod on that series. And he was like, he literally like, they were like, what was your game plan for playing them? And they go, he goes, we let Durant and Westbrook do whatever they want. We focus on Harden. Yeah. Harden had a yep. horrible series. Yeah, so did Kendrick Perkins. Notice he doesn't talk about it much. <laughs> oh, don't, exactly. Don't, hey, don't, don't get on Perk. Don't get on oh, Perk. Durant, Durant loves don't. to talk about it, though. Yeah, don't get but, me started on Perkins. Jeezel Pete. Hey, Ben, not to take over shot callers here by any means, but I kind of want to touch on this real quick with you guys because we've talked about our text. Yeah. So I want to bring it to the pod. Um, yes, sir. Joel Embiid. Um, oh, you know, I, yeah. I said the other day, I think he's the most frustrating player in the NBA. Not because it, the skill set is obviously like Joel Embiid should be an MVP candidate. Like he should be the best, pass, oh. the best center in the NBA, and it's not close. But yeah, he's a guy that does the defense so many favors when he has those pull up shots. He like shoots off the dribble from three instead of like you know he's not there's very little catch and shoot. I'm sure a lot of that is Brett Brown, but. I watched a game against Orlando Friday and every shot he took, I thought was a terrible shot. I just thought the way like he played, especially right now they're without Ben Simmons. So like they need him to be spectacular basically to be successful because mm-hmm. if they have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, I think they beat the Celtics in the playoffs, but without Ben Simmons, I don't think that's the case. And for me, like, do you guys feel like, like Barkley made this point the other night when he's like, I needed Moses Malone. I needed someone who was going to whip me in the shape and tell me this is how I'm going to play. And I almost feel like Philly thought that was going to be Al Horford and has been the case. Are you guys yeah. going to rob Matt with Joel Embiid? Like, do you feel like this is a guy who should be like a continuously NBA? Like, he should be that guy. He should be behind, with Harden right now. With Listen, right. I picked Embiid to win the MVP this year. You did. I, I wholeheartedly thought that the guy has – phenomenal games where he is literally unstoppable yeah. and you are correct he is so frustrating to watch I mean he already had a game in the bubble where he was 41 and 21 yeah and <laughs> and then he turned around and, and followed that with a dud so I, I don't even know what to say about him at this point I don't know if it's motivation I don't know if it's fatigue I don't know if he's not in shape I don't know if he's still hurt I don't know what it is I think it's I all of that I don't think yeah. there's no consistency from him at all. I, I honestly, Tim, you bring up a great point that the Barkley quote. Um, I think sometimes you need a guy that's going to push you uh, to be better. Um, and like you said, you thought it was going to be Al Horford. I don't. I don't know if they they make NBA guys like that anymore. You know what right. I mean? Like Moses Malone's and. And, you know, guys like that are not going to let you be a pro's pro. You know, um, 
he needs that. He needs that. And I don't know why. Usually, usually if you're that gifted and talented, you want to be better. But for some reason, he hasn't put all of that together. Especially he, being and, a guy that you, missed two years. Like, he didn't play for yeah, two years. Like, right. You know, and you see glimpses. I mean, you see glimpses of his greatness. I mean, because he can do some amazing things on a court. I just don't think he has anybody to push him and say, okay, man, you're going you're gonna to eat right. You're going to take care of your body. You're going to do all these things, and you're going to be a pro's pro and do it every night. Um, and I don't think he has that. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think he has that, that kind of, uh, of, of backing where there's a guy in the locker room that's going to challenge him every time. He's like, okay, you're loafing up the floor. Why are you loafing up the floor? Why are you not playing defense? Why are you? He doesn't have that guy. You know, yeah. in Philly, the, to do that. So I, I think he that's had part that of guy, it. but when he didn't play yep. hard, that guy signed with the Heat. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, and you see that. I mean, and Jimmy Butler leaves a trail of bodies everywhere he goes because, you know, that's the kind of player he is. Yeah, you know, he, you know, and you see that now with the Heat. Those young guys bought in like mm-hmm. they. Those guys are those guys are some warriors. Like they they go to battle every night and play hard. And it, you know they kind of taken that Jimmy Butler mentality and have said, okay, this is what it takes to be a champion. Like this is what we're going to do. And those guys bought in. Um, it's hard to buy into that uh, if you're not fully committed. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I'm not saying that the guy doesn't love basketball or he doesn't love to sure. play, but you know. Like you, you've got to be committed to to treating your body. There's no way that you shouldn't be full energy all the time as a superstar or, or as an athlete. Like your job is to be in top shape all the time. Like you and I, your your body is your is your is your that's your work, paycheck. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you and you I talked about this. Shape, um, you remember you and I talked earlier in the year about yeah when um, those inside the NBA guys were talking about Embiid and they were like, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do this. And Shaq literally goes, look, we're not criticizing you. No. We were great. Like, we were the best at our job. Like, we, Mm -hmm. you know, I won an MVP. Charles won an MVP. I won championships. He's like, we know you can be what we were, so we're trying to tell you what to do. And it's like, he does, yeah, like you said, like, he just doesn't have that. Like, if Joel Embiid is playing for the Heat, Let's take, you know, let's just, I use the heat as a lot of example because we all have heard about the discipline rules. We've heard about mm-hmm. like the body weight. You've got to be in shape to play. If you don't yep. play defense, you don't play on the team. Yep. Like, if Joel Embiid had that, we're yeah. probably talking about the thing Josh said earlier in the year, like Joel Embiid's MVP. But, oh, without question. Without yeah, question. I, I just think like Philadelphia just kind of just like, well, he's fun and he sells tickets and he does Mountain Dew commercials. He's got yep. his own shoe that looks like a Kyrie. Yep. Let's just let him do his thing. And, like, for me, I want my best player to be the best player on the court every night. Not just, right. like Josh said, 41 and 21 one night and then 6 and 12 the next night. Right. Well, and that's part of the, that's part of the reason their, their franchise has failed, right? I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that, that's why they don't have success in the playoffs. That's why they don't, they're not able to get past you know, the second round. That's why Jimmy Butler left. That's why there's so many – like, their franchises continually had these issues because your your best player doesn't push himself. You know, I will tell and, you this. Going back to the day, like, 
people can talk bad about Barkley, you know, how he never won a championship, but that guy brought it every single night. He was an MVP. I mean, oh yeah. He brought yeah. it every night. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's probably 6'4", that led the league in rebounding. I mean, it's right. it's insane how Bar- Barkley was Barkley was the real deal. He was that guy. Yep. And, um, yep. I mean, think about it. Jordan had to use Barkley as motivation to win a championship because he was mad that Barkley won the MVP over him. And technically, if you look at it, Barkley's stats were, I mean, comparable, if not really better than what Jordan played that year. I mean, he, he yeah. deserved it. Like, it wasn't like they just gave it to him just because. Like, he deserved it. Right. And I feel yeah. like Embiid – I feel like Embiid can be that guy. I mean, he's already had a season where he was like twenty-seven and thirteen. I mean, it's not like he's not had a had a had a bad career so far. I mean, he showed no. glimpses of oh, being he's that great. guy. He's an but well, I mean, even even this year he's averaging twenty-four and twelve. I mean, it's not like he's having it's not like he's having, he having a bad year. He's like on that Kawhi Leonard load management. I got to take some games off. Like I'll play when I want to. Like, yeah. no, man, like six, the Sixers need you to be the guy every night if you want to win. Well, you know? and let's look at back, like, all these great players. Like, you know, Josh and I talk all the time about Michael Jordan, you know, Bulls fans, exactly. Michael Jordan got pissed because the Pistons kept beating him. He got in the gym. Mm-hmm. He got in shape. Like, he's, he started lifting weights. Um, you know, LeBron couldn't get past the Celtics. What did he do in that this chance he had to finally put them away? He destroyed them. Um, yep. You know, Joel Embiid last year, the way that they lost, the way that they were eliminated, that Kawhi Leonard shot, great players are motivated by that to do better the next year. You know, like they're yeah. the guy that, – that's how guys step up because they have those heartbreaking moments where it's like, I can't get past this. So <laughs> I don't know, man. That might have been the most demoralizing shot in the history of the NBA. <laughs> just, because, just because of how it went in. I mean, that was right. like a cartoon shot. Yeah. I look – it looked like some old Space Jam type stuff. <laughs> it was like um, I got another football reference here. Me of all people, guys. You remember the Brandon Stokely tip catch for the touchdown against the Bengals? Yeah, that oh, that yeah. was the NBA version of that. Like, yeah, I do remember a lot, that. Leon Hall. <laughs> I like watching, I like watching the movie Caddyshack at the very end. When he... <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore was like. Dum. Right. I mean, <laughs> nobody in the world thought that shot was going in, and then it like found its way in. I, I was just like, I mean, at that point, I was like, man, the Raptors must be fated to win the championship. <laughs> well, yeah. especially considering like the play before Butler makes that incredible shot to tie the game, and yes, then like, why does that? It's like, no. Yep. I just wanted yeah, to touch just... on that because it's been really frustrating me throughout the no, bubble. I, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I think that's part of the reason. I mean. Since you know, since the, there's a short amount of games, um, it's it's it is definitely more noticeable now because there's so it's so short of a period and all eyes are on it. Um, for him to play that way in this short stretch of games, I mean, it's it's uh it's more noticeable, I guess. You know what I mean? Where. Agreed. You know, in a in an eighty two game season, you're like, oh, okay, you had a bad night, but but like you've got so many games and you're into the playoffs, like you should be at your highest performance level, ready to play in the playoffs. And it's like he's kind of like, Meh. yeah, yeah, you know? and, and that, that's, that's a great that's point. The frustrating part. I didn't. Well, you know, I told I told Tim the other day. You know, I was frustrated just the sheer 
the sheer of LeBron sitting a game and um, Kawhi sitting games, and there's eight games, and I don't care yeah. that you have the number one seed. Like, even if you only play limited minutes or you play yeah. three quarters, like, none of these teams are built ready to go into the playoffs. Like, they still have to find their stride again. I so agree. It's not yeah. like it's not like the Lakers are like, oh, we're good to go, so, like, we're going to sit LeBron because we don't need him right now. We'll just turn it up. The same thing you said about the Clippers, Tim. Like, mm-hmm. they, they need to find their stride. Like, Montrezl Harrell hasn't played yet. Right. Um, you know, Lou Williams isn't really played that much. Pat Bev hasn't played. So, like, the craziest stat I saw was when those when – the, when the Clippers are full squad, if you go look at their record in the season, they're like – it was like 20 – it was like 20-something and like they only lost like two or three games. Like it was something crazy, but like they haven't been there together. So if you've not been able to find that chemistry, and that's the only thing I do worry about with the Clippers, like when all those guys hit the floor together, like what team is going to show up? Well, it's right. like, you remember I sent you guys that stat a couple weeks ago about um, Brandon Roy, Greg Good, and LaMarcus Aldridge from there in Portland. They were 50 and 12 when those three were on the court together. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. Yeah, it's like that. Yep. Tim, what could have uh, been? A Laker question, real quick here to round it up. Uh, shooting woes from Anthony Davis. Is this just a, just just a hiccup, or or we or is, or is something the Lakers fans should be worried about, or do you think that it's just it's just part of the process and he'll be fine? I'm not worried about Anthony Davis. I'm worried about the other guys after him. So like th- yeah. those two. We know what happens when LeBron James goes in the playoffs. That, that you know, as Josh said, that proverbial switch. Uh, right, right. Anthony Davis hasn't done a whole lot in the playoffs. I know, like people are going to always be like, well, he hasn't gotten out of the second round. But you know, they played the NBA champion Warriors, and he was spectacular. Even though the New Orleans mm-hmm. got swept. Um, yeah, beat, but he was he was outstanding. Yeah, he beat a better Portland team than the one they're probably going to play in the first round by himself, yeah. basically him and Rondo. Um, so. I have concern about Danny Green because, you know, the shots haven't been falling and he shot really bad. Yeah. He's shooting, like, line drives. like Yeah, it hasn't um, looked good. Yeah. I don't really know what they can get out of JaVale McGee because he's been pretty rough um, yeah. in the bubble. So it's like, if you look at this team, like, their four best guys going to the playoffs are LeBron, AD, Kyle Kuzma, and Dwight Howard. Like, yeah. that's a little worrisome for me for three and four. Um I don't think any of these teams that are in this eight seed are going to give them fits. Portland obviously will probably get a game or two in that series because Dame is going to have some spectacular game. But right. I just don't think like I don't think they're really going to have trouble until you know if they play Houston, if they play right. the, you know everyone right. here every time, yeah right everyone thinks it's going to be Lakers Clippers for the Western Conference Finals like and everyone has a different winner depending on who you talk to and. Right. Well, I think the NBA needs that series. They're, you know, we could all oh, say that yeah. they're the two best teams in the NBA. Like, Amer- America needs that series, dude. Yeah. Um, As a country, we need that series. Re- remember, you know what what I, I mean? remember what I joked at the beginning of the year? I was yeah. like, how crazy is it going to be that those guys are going to play for the Western Conference Finals in LA and not have to travel? And now and they're going to play for the Western travel. Conference and not have to travel. <laughs> and not have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I got that's um, crazy. I got some stats for you guys. You know, I like to throw the stats out there. This is the no, last I love thing the stats. I, I, I want appreciate to talk about. So, um, so as of tonight, leading scores in the bubble, it's a two-way tie between James Harden and Luka, 33.4 mm-hmm. points per game. 
Um, Luca is also leading the bubble in assists at 11.6. And then Giannis is leading the bubble in rebounds at 12.8 per game. So that was before tonight's games. He got ejected tonight, by the way. So he probably didn't get too many rebounds. <laughs> he got ejected in the bubble? <laughs> yeah, he got um, – Dude, he some dude. Yeah, he got ejected honor, in the second quarter. Honorable mention, Devin Booker averaging 30.3 points and six assists on 51% shooting. Whew. TJ Warren averaging 31 points, six rebounds, one and a half steals, and 1.2 blocks per game. Man. So good? if they announce a bubble MVP, now which that's they different are, from apparently. the which apparently they are, I've heard. Who is who is your bubble MVP? James Harden. It's that, uh, it sounds like Luca to me. I I would say Luca. That that would be my that would be my guy, Luca. I think Giannis um, just just he just disqualified himself apparently for from watching. getting thrown out of the bubble. <laughs> he got ejected in the bubble. That's the best uh, thing I've ever heard. Yeah, watch the clip, dude. He he but he got fat or he had an offensive foul, came down the floor, was yelling at the guy he had the offensive foul with. They came nose to nose and he headbutted him. Got uh, ejected. That's awesome. I will definitely watch. Could that. Booker could Booker get some some points if Oh yeah. If oh, they yeah, run absolutely. The, if, they, if they run the table and then and win the play in game to get the eight seed. Yeah, yeah. I would I would give it to him. Um yep. kind of follow up on your Laker question. I was gonna ask you guys, do you find it funny that this Dion Waiters thing has actually worked? Like it's um, it's been good for them. It's been good. Yeah, it's been he good. Looks, I mean He looks so smooth. And nobody's I mean, nobody's questioned his ability basketball ability. It's it's all the other stuff that comes with it. He can't you get know. them gummy bears in the bubble. <laughs> Right, he can't get the gummy bears in the bubble. <laughs> they don't have a gummy bear, his kind of gummy bear store in the bubble. Dude, I'll tell you what. Deion Waiters gives me hope because he goes in there. He's not in shape, but he's fast. He passes the yep. ball well, and he shoots. It's like, yeah, my kind of I mean? dude. Just my kind of yeah. dude. There's, it's, there's just some guys out there that know how to get buckets, man. Dude, yeah. yeah. You're like Dion Waiters that. looks like he could play first base in AAA because he doesn't have to move a lot, just come <laughs> oh, yeah. to the base and catch it in the mitt. But he Absolutely. goes out there and gets buckets. Like <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> well, boys, this has been fun. Uh, I've enjoyed it uh, talking the bubble, uh, talking our top players and moments and plays and teams and, and stats. It's been a ton of fun. Um, be on the lookout. I know this says uh, this is going to be our 500th episode. But we've got something special planned for our true 500 episode. For our celebration of 500. For our celebration. It's going to be a celebration. You're going to enjoy it and love it. We're going to have a great show. We're going to get everybody together at large bid, uh, 48 minutes, uh, Shot Callers crew. We're going to have a lot of fun to celebrate 500 episodes. Nuts. Um, it's nuts, isn't it crazy? Isn't it yeah. crazy? Um, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you check out our socials at 48 Minutes NTWRK on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you check those out. Make sure you go check out 48 Minutes Podcast. Like I said, they've got some great podcasts on the ins and outs of the bubble. 
um, you know, great stats, great, great talk about what's going on. Uh, I know they're going to be talking about here, the playoffs here uh, and what that's going to look like and what teams are in and out and things like that. So make sure you check them out. Um, uh Oh, 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 yeah. Josh, copyright laws. We talked about this. It was so, in, there's no song, no song. As, as the president of 48 minutes, I will not accept this cease and desist. I, we cannot accept. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody for listening, man. We've got big episodes coming. The playoffs are starting. 48 minutes crew, uh, shot callers. We're going to be dropping podcasts. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're super excited uh, from all the boys. Thank you for listening. Go on there and get five-star reviews still. We love them. We appreciate them, and we love you. Five-star reviews. Thank you, and good night. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga.